0: Welcome back to this week's episode of The Well House Exorcism. This is your ghost of a host at the most, Shanna. And I am here alone this evening. I've decided to do something special for the Halloween week. I've given Pukwa PJ the week off, and I've decided to read to my listeners some dramatic tellings of my favorite versions of Edgar Allan Poe's best works. So you'll get a couple of drops this week for me as it leads up to Halloween, Sunday, Monday, and of course, Tuesday, Halloween. Of some of Poe's, I would say, best short stories and poems. Well known too, but I think, as an English teacher, stories that showcase his beliefs in the brooding romantic, the idea of love and love beyond the grave, and of course, my favorite, the macabre. So to start off with, I thought I'd do two of his most famous poems he's ever written, and they were Annabelle Lee and The Raven. They tend to be taught together just because they trippingly go along, they rhyme so beautifully, and the themes of the poems are very similar. However, Annabelle Lee is the only of his poems written about Virginia out of these two. People mistakenly think that The Raven was written about his wife, Virginia, after she had passed and that she's Lenore. She is not. The Raven was written um, when she was still very much alive. (laughs) And um, it gave Edgar Allan Poe worldwide fame. So she was alive to see her husband reach um, what he had hoped to reach, which was um, international fame. But Annabelle Lee... Was written in 1849. Um, It was his last complete poem that he wrote and would not be published until after he had passed away, actually in October of 1849. And this one is about the death of his wife, Virginia. She died in 1847 and at the age of 24. And she died of the exact same disease and at the exact same age as his young mother. So losing her in such a way to tuberculosis, and at that same age, really, really upset and just mess up Edgar Allan Poe. So without further ado, Annabelle Lee. It was many and many a year ago, in a kingdom by the sea, that a maiden there lived, whom you may know by the name of Annabelle Lee. And this maiden she lived with no other thought than to love and be loved by me. I was a child, She was a child in this kingdom by the sea. But we love with a love that was more than love, I and my Annabel Lee. With a love the winged seraphs of heaven coveted her and me. And this was the reason that long ago in this kingdom by the sea, a wind blew out of a cloud, chilling my beautiful Annabel Lee. So that her high born kinsmen came and bore her away from me, to shut her up in a sepulchre in this kingdom by the sea. The angels, not half so happy in heaven, went envying her and me. Yes, that was the reason, as all men know, in this kingdom by the sea, that the wind came out of the cloud by night, chilling and killing my Annabelle Lee. But our love, it was stronger by far than the love of those who were older than we, of many far wiser than we. And neither the angels in heaven above, nor the demons down under the sea, can ever dissever my soul from the soul of the beautiful Annabelle Lee. For the moon never beams without bringing me dreams of the beautiful Annabelle Lee. And the stars never rise, but I see the bright eyes of the beautiful Annabelle Lee. And so, all the night tide, I lie down by the side of my darling, my darling, my life and my bride, in her sepulchre there by the sea, in her tomb by the side of the sea. The Raven, written 1845 and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow from my book's surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore, nameless here forevermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain, rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before, "'so that now, to still the beating of my heart, "'I stood repeating to some visitor "'entreating entrance at my chamber door, "'some late visitor, "'entreating entrance at my chamber door. "'This it is, and nothing more. "'Presently my soul grew stronger, "'hesitating then a longer. "'Sir,' said I, or madam, "'truly your forgiveness, I implore. "'But the fact is, I was napping, "'and so gently you came rapping, "'and so faintly you came tapping, "'tapping at my chamber door, "'that I scarce was sure I heard you. "'Here I opened wide the door.' "'and nothing more. "'Back into the chamber, "'turning all my soul within me, burning, "'soon I heard a tapping "'somewhat louder than before. "'Surely,' said I, "'Surely that is something "'at my window-lattice. "'Let me see, then, "'what thereat is, "'and this mystery explore. "'Let my heart be still a moment, "'and this mystery explore. "'Tis the wind, "'and nothing more. "'Open here I flung the shutter, "'when, with many a flirt and flutter, "'in there stepped a stately raven "'of the saintly days of yore.' Not the least obeisance made he, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but with mien of lord or lady perched above my chamber-door, perched upon a bust of palace just above my chamber-door, perched and sat, and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, heart shirt no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven wandering from the netly shore, Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's Plutonian shore. Quoth the raven, Nevermore. Much I marveled this ungainly fowl to hear discourse so plainly, Though its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore. For we cannot help agreeing that no living human being Ever yet was blessed with seeing a bird above his chamber door, Bird or beast upon the sculptured bust above his chamber door, With such a name as Nevermore. But the raven, sitting lonely on that placid bust, Spoke only that one word, as if in his soul That one word he did outpour. Nothing farther than he uttered, Not a feather than he fluttered, Till I scarcely more than muttered, Other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will leave me, As my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, Nevermore. Startled at the stillness broken, By reply so aptly spoken, Doubtless, said I, what it utters is its only stock in store, caught from some unhappy master whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster till his songs one burden bore, till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore of never, never more. But the raven, still beguiling all my fancy into smiling, straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door. Then upon the velvet sinking I betook myself to linking, fancy unto fancy, thinking, what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore, meant in croaking, never more. This I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing, to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining with my head at ease reclining, on the cushion's velvet lining. The lamplight gloated o'er, But whose velvet-violet lining With the lamplight gloating o'er, She shall press, ah, uh, nevermore. Then, methought, the air grew denser, Perfumed from an unseen censer, Swung by seraphim whose footfalls Tinkled on the tufted floor, Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee, by these angels he hath sent thee, respite, respite, and nepenthe, from thy memories of Lenore. Quaff, O oh, quaff this kind nepenthe, and forget this lost Lenore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still of bird or devil, whether tempter sent or whether tempest toss thee here ashore. Desolate, yet all undaunted, on this desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted, tell me truly, I implore, is there— is there a bomb in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore. Quoth the raven, Nevermore. "Prophet," said I, thing of evil, prophet still a further devil. By that heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore. Tell this soul with sorrow laden, if within the distant Aden, it shall clasp a sainted maiden whom the angels name Lenore. Clasp a rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore. Quoth the raven, Nevermore. Be that word our sign of parting, burder fiend, I shrieked up, starting. Get thee back into the tempest and the night's Platonian shore. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul hath spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart and take thy form from off my door. Quoth the raven, Nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, Still is sitting, still is sitting on that pallid bust of palace just above my chamber door, and his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming, and the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor, and my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore." (laughs)